0: This is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't
1: gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know that I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Only Friends podcast. We apologize for being a little bit late today. That's on me. I, uh, struggling struggling with this thumbnail mm. i had a concept in mind it didn't come out very well <laughs> i don't know how to do all the things yet on the shop on the photoshop it's all right yeah it's fine looks good anybody out there who's crafty with photoshop hit me up let me know what's going on i need to get better or hire someone preferably the latter
2: yeah yeah that'd be, that'd be nice
1: it would be nice but honestly like it's also tough because we don't really know run of show until morning of Mm. so like i would need somebody who's available at, like, like on standby yeah at like nine thirty in the morning mm-hmm. every day yeah. where it's like okay these are the components of the thumbnail that i want you have mm-hmm. an hour right. get it to me yeah you know what i mean or not other shows a do it they well just, they don't go live
2: they don't go live and they or, have
1: and they have a run of show why is conrad on my third? get him the fuck out
0: of
3: here <laughs> <laughs> Bro, the orange cat is cooking right now
2: orange i know he's cooking i hope he doesn't uh, claw my eyes out right now
1: he's he's feeling himself Oh, he's he's
2: very excited
1: because his uh, his mummy is his mama's in town. In town today, she lands today. Uh, Mm -hmm. Little does Marley know, she's not getting her cat back. Nope, our cat now. He's an office cat now. I keep it now. I'm. I might just tell her that he ran away. (laughs) Sorry, we lost your cat. (laughs) As he shows up on the podcast every single day. No, 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 no. no. That's that's a different that's a different cat. Yeah, Yeah. you're you're watching an old episode. We
3: found a different orange cat. (laughs) That's
1: Chauncey too. That's what you're supposed to do when you lose Uh, a kid's pet, right? Yep. (laughs) Just go get a replacement hamster. Mm -hmm. Goldfish works well with goldfish. Yeah, (laughs) I can (laughs) imagine goldfish. I'll
0: never forget. That goldfish
2: has been (laughs) living for the last fifteen years,
0: forever. I'll I'll never forget the ghost of Marley when I was here at the studio by myself, and I swore that I could hear Marley upstairs. And I had to call Matt. I'm like, um, I'm like, is there someone here? He texted me. He's like,
1: is there someone at the office? What's going on? I just swear to God, I just heard a voice. I go, oh, that's the cat feeder. It has Marley saying, "Chauncey, come, to, come, time to come so, eat." Like so well, fucking you, scary.
0: You
2: like record your voice onto it, and yeah. then it, and then like every time like the food comes out, it twice a, twice a
3: day, it'll go, "Chauncey, time <laughs> to eat." <laughs> no way, it's yeah. it really yeah.
2: does.
0: Like, it's you haven't heard it? Scary. You never heard it?
3: Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to hear it.
1: <laughs> and it like repeats a couple times too. So it's like if if you have no idea that it's coming, I can imagine that's uh, quite the jarring experience. If
3: the fear in your heart <laughs> must be a lot. Yeah. yeah
1: very unlucky for you guapo I'm, I'm sorry you had to go through that all know. right i'll live <laughs> thank god
3: yeah you'll live but you'll be scarred
1: true what, what 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 is going on with this whole look over here right now this
3: chicken is so good man why do people give you such a hard time about it he
1: just literally
2: look at that he just bought it's really good chicken it's just shredded chicken with uh salt
3: dried chicken with literally but salt. like if it. you
2: just want to consume a bunch of protein that's the way to do it
1: yeah I mean, I will say it's very functional. I totally understand why people give me shit as far as, like...
3: I wouldn't, give it, I wouldn't serve this as, like, a meal to somebody.
1: Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Well, I guess that's, that's the whole debate that uh, I don't think me and others see eye to eye on. Mm. Is that you eat three times a day, every single day, forever. So, like, Hopefully. you know, they're not all going to be five-star Michelin... Michelin four-star meals, or whatever, or
3: a one-star where you bring a sleeveless, a right. sleeveless hoodie, where they bring you food on a sandal.
1: Right. So you understand. So you know, for ninety-five percent of the meals, this seems reasonable. Yeah. You know, it seems like function over over form. Uh, well, usually it's function over fashion. Is it? That's Parker, that's what, the phrase. Fa-
2: fashion. Are we yeah. wearing the same shirt right
1: now? I don't think so. Not, not, I'm pretty not, confident
2: we're not. It's actually. not the same shirt. Mine's Mine's ten dollars from Target. Right. Yours is probably seventy five dollars from
1: Nordstrom uh, or not from Nordstrom Marcus but, or something. Yeah, like that. It, it's it's definitely not a cheap T-shirt. <laughs> uh, but yeah, same 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 color, same style. We're, we're in the same scheme, mm-hmm. I
2: suppose. Yeah, olive skin. Yeah, right. You understand? <laughs> yeah,
1: as a as right. a fellow as Italian. Olive.
2: Listen, I went out in the sun for like ten minutes, and now I'm like tan.
1: Exactly, Brian. Like that,
2: that's just because I'm olive skin. That's right, just, it's already right there on the surface. It just needs to. Pop
1: I'm right really out. happy for you, you guys. You get me? Yeah, I, as, a, as, a, as a fellow Paizan. That's right. You know, hey, you understand. Hey, you know, we got this olive yeah. color palette. You know, exactly. we look good in these autumn tones. Mm-hmm. We uh, do pastels as well. Yeah, you know, if you were ever wondering, Mister. Uh, I don't, I don't know what your color tone is. Ghost,
2: white, <laughs> Trans, Casper, tra- translucent,
1: <laughs> freckles.
2: And, 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 and as the tanner, I get the worst. It, you know, uh, of it, course, it of course. We have to adjust because, the lighting scheme. Yeah, Everything goes yeah, it, down. It's, it's very yeah, difficult because, like, you called you
3: know. it the jaundice light. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's that's the one that gives you a little bit of color. You know, makes you a little less Norwegian. Did, like you Did you know? Did you know? The WPT Global is trusted by millions of online poker players. Norwegians. In 60-plus countries, including Norway, I would assume. Uh, It has the world's largest pool of recreational players, including Tom Wheaton, who claims he's in the 510 streets just smashing. But, you know, if he is, you guys should probably get in there too. I played a little bit of uh, 100, 200, 400 Chinese yen uh, with an ante. I think it was a $25 ante per person or 25 yen ante. So that's equivalent of like $30 big blind with a $10 ish ante, uh, somewhat big game. I, I got dusted. I bought it for 10 K. Um, I got to play a guy heads up for a little while. So the, uh, the way that the structure works is there's a bomb pot, like roughly every, I think it's 18 minutes, but it might be eight minutes. I can't remember. Um and I think that for the table, which is eight max, it's forty big blinds uh in the bomb pot. And it's just divided by the number of people. So when we're eight handed, it's five big blinds per person, which is quite reasonable. Mm-hmm. When you're heads up, it's twenty five big blinds per person.
0: <laughs> it's a big bomb pot. The
1: big, bomb pot. big bomb pot. The Can big you remind me pot.
0: what a bomb pot? is again is uh, that, everybody gets to see a flop
1: yeah everybody just goes you basically ante and go right to the flop unless
0: okay. you're ralph of course
1: right he tends to take a little walk i mean you know he has a dog that's fine uh it's a good time to <laughs> <laughs> to, to take the dog to take a piss uh especially you know i'm a bomb pot god so. he brings
3: a dog with him to
1: the- oh my god she's so fucking cute
3: i don't doubt that for a second
1: he he adopted a senior beagle Wow. And she is just the most docile creature I've ever seen in my entire life. Just, like, kind of just, like, sits on her little, like, doggy bed. Like, you know, kind of kind of chin on paws, <laughs> hanging out in the Bellagio <laughs> every single day. Len would be fucking beside himself angry. She doesn't say, n- not a peep. But, I mean, this dog is just, like, the most docile creature in the world. Just loves little head scratches, like chonks beagles, beagles are usually loud. loud and I had like, a beagle growing up. Yeah, chappy, right? I mean, I didn't have a beagle for long because my mom was very irresponsible, but I had a beagle briefly <laughs> damn, damn. and uh, we called him Buddy. Buddy uh, went to a farm, buddy which the I believed. Buddy. I was eight at the time, so I
0: believe that, but I don't know where the fuck he ended up. Uh, he was a loud one. He didn't, Matt, haven't he you didn't learned your lesson it. about using the word creature? What, what, did, I, what did I call creature? <laughs> it's all right. He'll, he'll get it. It'll just- I actually
1: <laughs> spoke to Mickey about this. Oh, okay. Here we uh, go. He called me <laughs> and uh, we, we hashed it out that's good i was explaining to him that in athlete culture like saying things like specimen creature things like that it's alien it's it's not meant to be it's
3: not derogatory
1: right it's not meant to be derogatory it's meant to to speak to the uniqueness uh, of an individual It's a
2: term of endearment Uh, uh,
3: one of a a kind-esque type of idea
1: yeah yeah uh you know you say a guy's a fucking specimen there is no other he's a one-of-one um
3: he is a one-of-one
1: (laughs) yeah mickey is for sure a one-of-one Uh, I don't think that he... I don't think he liked my explanation. Like, I don't... I I still don't think it it rubbed him the right way. Sure. But we kind of got to the root of it, at least. Uh, And he basically said that, you know, he... When you look the way he looks, that he views all these adjectives as very derogatory because... Yeah. I
2: I I get that.
1: I get it. Uh, Like, I wouldn't think of the term freak as being... Bad. derogatory at right. least not in any connotation that i would use it but i imagine if he hears that word he's probably just instantly triggered yes
2: yeah. right because he's probably maybe people have said that to him in a derogatory way right. at some point so right, yeah, right.
3: like sports culture just like yeah, that's,
1: yeah this guy's right. a like, freak how, how the fuck beat
3: yeah. this guy like
1: uh to anyways. finish the read because i never got to the call to the action <laughs> uh as an only friend podcast fan you can get a deposit <laughs> Welcome bonus of up to twelve hundred dollars and a free Sunday slam tournament ticket. Just use code Berkey at sign up. The link is in the description below. You can hit hashtag WPT Global in the chat. That'll also take you to the sign-up link. So if you guys are in a qualifying country, be sure to get on there. I promise you the action is very, very nice. I think
2: that's the first time we actually went on a tangent mid-ad Mid-read. read. Yeah. I bet it's not. And maybe not, <laughs> but
3: I mean it might be recall. our best ad read. That's yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
3: Not too bad. I liked it.
1: Not too shabby. Um, did you guys happen to see the conclusion of the Gladiator WSOP event?
3: Yeah. For some reason, some that was just on. Some highlights for sure. Mm. For some reason, that was just like on the TV.
1: Yeah. Jamie was over last night, and I think it was uh, her and Corey were sweating it for a minute, uh, and I just happened to see it in passing. Just making some protein pancakes before bed. You know the huge. <laughs> And it's I been turn a long around I had pancakes. I turn around and this man is just all in with King High drawing Stone Dead mm. on Ace Ace ten nine. He is the King three O. And I'm like, what He the overcooked? I go, what the hell's going on here? And he, he, he just immediately gets up and runs to the rug. and goes, I'm dead. I'm dead, I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> That's so wholesome. I was like, Who's this guy? I like this guy. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. Uh, so yeah, they were like four handed one guy was short. It was crazy. Uh, I saw a hand where the button opened with Ace Three off, I believe. Uh, small blind jams for seven, and the button just folds. Seemed crazy. I mean, the chip leader only had twenty five, but like you know, you gotta. I mean, you gotta I, get in there.
3: I don't know what's going on, but I would want to see stacked.
1: ICM speech. is see. This is why I say ICM is for poor people because you overcook. You know, you just overdo it. The small blind had a good hand. He had king nine suited, but, like, you know, let's get in there. Kind of saw the same thing with Bill Klein three-handed. He had a massive chip lead, uh, and I can't remember the kid's name who ended up winning it. Leon Sturm. Yeah. Uh, He jammed uh, twice. First one was he open jammed, I think he had queen 10 off maybe, Uh, and Bill just mucks ace nine off out of the big. Covering by like 3x. Who just immediately got the heads up. He jammed for like 9 or 10. Uh, just mucks the ace 9. It was like wow. And then two hands later. Actually it might not have been. I don't remember. Because they were both short. Bill had like 22 million. And both of them had like 8. Uh, maybe a little bit less. Maybe like 6. And then two hands later. He raises queen 10 off. To two big blinds. And gets jammed on for 8. And folds. Uh, it was against Ace Ten somehow miraculously? <laughs> sure. But like you know, both of those spots like uh, I'm no ICM wizard, but at some point we just got to take stands. I think.
3: Sure. Yeah. Um, There's like a certain stack that you just need to win.
1: Yeah. So in this in this uh, gladiator event, we saw a lot of that. the The man we're speaking of is Eric E. T. Trixler, who ended up getting second place in the event, but stole the hearts of everybody watching a uh, guy was just a madman. He, <laughs> I think, he, I, I think to some degree, you know, it's easy to just criticize the play and say like, "What's bro doing?" But I think to some degree, he may have just understood that everybody was under tremendous monetary pressure, mm-hmm. and they don't really know how to navigate. So there was one hand four-handed, where everybody was very close. Chip leader had twenty-five. Next stack was twenty-two. He had fifteen, and the last stack was thirteen. Button opens off of twenty-two, I believe. With ace three of diamonds. And he has five two off in the big and just says, "Yeah, we're going with it, bro. I'm all in. (laughs) Bucket we ball. Bucket we ball. Uh, Ace three diamonds folds and he just windmills over the the five two. I love
2: that he shows it. Oh, you got to at that
1: point. You know, I mean, if you're going to dick on people, you know, you got to remind them that you're doing it. You can't just keep that to yourself. Uh, The irony was it was against the ultimate. Like these two ended up getting heads up. And uh, I mean, I believe that Simon ended up going on to win the event. Yeah, he did. Yeah, I was, Congrats looking, at to the, that, man. I was
3: looking at the payouts of this tournament. Like, what?
1: Was it super flat or super steep?
3: I mean, they played heads up for effectively 700 buy-ins.
1: <laughs> okay, but the buy-in was super small, right? It was 300 yeah. bucks. 300, yeah. So they played heads up for 200k? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think
3: five
2: hundred.
3: decent. It was 500, I mean, like it was five, 300.
2: Yeah, yeah, 5 and 3. Yeah. Which
3: Ninth I'm, place at FT got 46,000.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's usually one-tenth of
2: first. That's was in about the, right. What was in the prize pool? Because I think first place was definitely sub 10%.
3: This is a snap call, buddy. I
2: mean, I guess there's 23,000 people in the event.
1: 23,000, call it 300 bucks per. Uh, you're looking at like 6 million. So, yeah, just shy, 8%. I think that's really good. Uh, in years past, mm, yeah. so I think, I think this is one spot where collectively we as the whole kind of got it wrong. The first year of the Colossus, uh, first place was $600K, uh, despite having a $6 million prize pool. And everybody lost their minds. And I understand why. Because it was the vocal minority that was upset. Which They were, wanted it to be more? Yes. But it was the vocal minority that was upset, and I was a part of that minority. Mm-hmm. And what it was, was people who usually play high-stake events wanted first to be a million dollars so they could justify playing the Colossus. Right. And I was a part of that group yeah. where it's like, what the fuck is going on here, man? We're playing a, a prize pool of six million and it's only 600k to first right. or something like that. It might have been even like eight million in the prize pool. Um, but looking back in, in retrospect, the next year they forced it to be a million and the payouts were very skewed where it mm-hmm. was like a huge gap between first, second, third, whatever. Yeah. Uh, looking back in hindsight, I, I regret Taking that stance, and I think that like what they did here for the um, Gladiator Gladiator. event, and what they had done in the past for the Colossus is correct. It should be much, 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 much flatter up top, and reward the people. I mean, you know, you're playing for infinite fucking buy-ins. Who cares? Like, who cares if I play this event? Who cares if Bonomo plays? No one cares. They have their high rollers. Let them play those. I'll go play cash. Like. This is for the people, and the last thing that should be occurring is making it super top heavy. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean,
3: we looked at the payouts for the mystery bounty, where first was a million, uh,
1: yeah, the second was, was five hundred. Right, mm-hmm. forcing that is is just not good long term. It's like
2: you don't want to make like the top three tables in a in a twenty thousand plus field and not get a five figure pace, you know, or something. I don't know exactly yeah. how it how it ended up, but like, yeah, like if. It should be flattened enough where, like, you make it pretty deep. I would like to see. For it. I would but, like to
1: see the main event adopt a, a payout structure similar to this. Yeah,
2: yeah well, I mean, it's just they just,
1: you know, it's the main event, so it's. But like, what's the difference between ten million and nine million, or eight million, or seven million, or whatever up? It's top? just the number. Well, it's hard to go back. It's hard to go
2: back because I think like every year they want it to be bigger and first place to be bigger. For now that to like, you know, where it's well, like it was 10 million, 10 million, 10 million. And now you break the record and first place is 8 million. They're going to be like, what? Well, Why?
1: I think like, it's only been 10 million twice the year that they guaranteed it and last year. It was year.
2: 12 when Jamie Gold. Oh, was yeah, yeah. Here. Sorry, sorry. Yeah.
1: And Jamie Gold's so year. I, I think it was last only those. Last couple
2: years it was 10, right?
1: No, I think it was last year, and then two or three years ago, they guaranteed it to be 10. But the COVID year wasn't 10, for sure. That was eight? Yeah.
3: Karai won eight?
1: I th- I'm I pretty think. sure. I'm, I'm oh. pretty confident. Um,
3: yeah, I mean, it seemed like pay jumps back in the day, getting like 20-something, you got like 200K or whatever. Nick
1: like- Mamoni got 15th in 2011, and it was 750K. Is,
2: is that right? Wait, 15th? It was 750K? Yeah. Yeah, that's that's about right.
1: No, it's like three seventy five or four hundred now. Really, I got forty second in two thousand ten. You got two hundred. Right? It was two hundred and ten thousand. Yeah, forty second now pays like a hundred and twelve.
2: Yeah, you gotta get like you gotta get like top hundred to make a hundred k.
1: Yeah, no, 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 deeper. Like sixty fifth. I think like top sixty. Oh wow. You used to you used to be able to get 100k in the top hundred. I remember. And I think I think we need to go back to that sort of payout structure. Finishing a hundredth in the main event is fucking hard. <laughs> it should be heavily rewarded. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Like I remember they wanted to have every final tableist win a million the COVID year. It's still possible. The pay jump from tenth to ninth was massive. Was like 750k to a million. Yeah. Like Asher. Even with Asher in Asher's situation when he right, got tenth, right, right. he didn't get a million and like he got eight hundred or something. But the pay jump He from, didn't get tenth, did he? He got tenth,
1: yeah. They come back to a ten handed final table. Yes. Oh because uh, they okay, played okay, for so okay. long. Right, um, right. It was right, like right. unofficial. That's not that, that's not normal, right? It's not normal. No. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um but yeah, he got tenth and then the jump from like tenth to ninth was greater than the jump from eight to seven kind of idea like it was just this big thing cuz they wanted to do the marketing of if you file table you guaranteed a million yeah, yeah
0: which
1: i think that that's uh listen it's fine
3: but this find is the page somewhere else right don't find it from yeah. 10 to 9 find it from like min caching and not having these small little jumps well
1: I, I just think you take it from the top sure I just think you take it from the top, and now instead of worrying about that 10 to 1 ratio of ninth being a million, first being 10 million. Nine to one, eight to Yeah, you, to you one. make it like nine to one, eight to one, something like that. You take <laughs> that extra couple of million, and you flatten out now uh, 100 down.
3: Yeah, I mean, when you really think about it, like these pay jumps for these very big tournaments and like obviously it's not to to make it about me in any sort of regard but like even final table in the scoop main was 10 buy-ins mm-hmm. for a 10k yeah we got like 500 entries but you get 10 buy-ins sure like 100k is a lot of dollars but in relation to the buy-in buy-ins, of the tournament right it's like when you look at the jumps in this thing it was 100k 127 for- 182 230 mm-hmm. 300 it was infinite for first, right, yeah, it was a hundred buy-ins for first
1: first was a million, yeah, but yeah. that's common it's ten, it just ten to one between ninth and first is very, very, yeah. very common final table payout
3: it just it doesn't seem like a little bit top, like very top heavy. you think it's just normal or it should be changed because it doesn't have to be that way, right? It's just um, what's been for x amount of time they could change it if they want to so
2: back in um in two thousand
3: eleven um
2: it was 80 it was 8.7 to first mm-hmm. um ninth was uh wasn't even a million it was it was 7.82 right about 10 so to 1 that again. was i maybe you're thinking of a different year because uh 15th place that year only paid 478
1: oh Mamoni might have been before i for whatever reason i was thinking it was phil's year but it must not have been it might have been like 2009 phil's year was um was two thousand nine. no Bill Collins, Phil? oh, 2011. I you might feel Ivy.
0: No, no. <laughs>
3: man, it just seems like too many feels. It just seems uh, like yeah, 9 that to was 1, 10, year, I think. 10 to 11. 1 for like, something like the main. Seems like so, it, th- it seems like a lot, right? You think it's just kind of normal?
1: I understand what you're saying with, with an event that large. I, I think it's quite reasonable to mm. uh to scale things in a lot more flat way. Um,
3: it kind of incentivizes in the sense...
2: Like, and I, I could have been
1: wrong too, Laman. It might have been 500 for 15.
2: Yeah, Well, no, fifteenth was 633 in okay. 2009.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was the year Benba and Mamoni both mm-hmm. went deep.
2: Yeah, and then um, first was very similar to the other year uh, 8.5. Mm-hmm. That's where they guaranteed you got a million. You got 1.2 for ninth.
1: Wow. But 1.2 for ninth. So that's more what Landon's talking yeah, about.
2: Yeah, 1.2 for ninth and then eight. So it wasn't 10. It wasn't like... A tenth of first. It was yeah, 1.2 yeah, and that's, then 8.5. That's, 8. that's 5. kind of what Landon suggested. Yeah,
1: that
3: seems like mm-hmm. more reasonable. And maybe take pay jumps. Like these yeah. weird jumps. You like
2: 47,000 for, for 91st place. 47,000. 47? How many yeah. entries were there? Wow. There were uh, 60, oh, just shy of 6,500. Yeah. That's. Uh, you had to get 63rd place. Yeah, to get a, to break the so six like figure mark. So like basically
3: a top one like in the sense of you have 1% of the field left. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah.
1: To make 10 buy you, a a, you got a half a million for 18th place. I mean, honestly, like, I, I, I would advocate to pay more from 100 down just mm-hmm. in general and flatten everything there. But if you're going to concentrate money up top, I'd much rather see it be within the final three or four tables yeah. than just the exact well, final also, table.
2: Also, min cash was 21,000, where now it's oh, only right, 15. Right, yeah.
1: Which is, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah uh they only paid 10 percent back then though oh you
2: yeah as opposed to you're right you're right you're right they only paid uh, six. do you like that they pay
3: 15
1: yes for the main yeah (laughs) for the main (laughs) you absolutely want brian needs them yes yes uh personally like for the main event personally like for very large field events i think 10 percent works better uh like when you start getting thousands and thousands and thousands of runners I think 10% is a much better metric yeah, because I mean, you're still I, paying out uh, hundreds yeah, and hundreds. I agree of, with that. But for the main event exactly, pay as many people as you fucking want. I hate right, to say right.
3: it, but like stalling is worth so much in the bigger fields. Oh, yeah. yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Of, so yeah, like,
1: it is. It becomes it's, less so if it's 10%, I think.
3: That's what I'm getting oh, yeah, at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? like stalling at 15% is like $20.
1: Yeah yeah i mean you know there's, there's always going to be
3: issues right
1: there's always going to be issues there's always going to be i mean this is the beauty of it right if you're a td especially if you're a high profile td like savage or jack you are in a position where you can start to set trends and standards moving forward right so um as long as they're always evaluated and examining i think we're we're pretty happy with the jobs that they're doing yeah uh but in general like i think And I don't want to speak for all of MTT culture because I don't play them all that often. I'm just kind of an observer here. Uh, But in general, I would think that the idea is that the bigger the fields, the more you want... uh, or the less you want to reward the overall winner, right? Because so much of it is just variance at play.
3: Yeah, you're just being chosen. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, and you have the opportunity in these massive fields to make uh, a certain... Collection of the the overall MTT community healthier, yeah. right? Uh, if you concentrate a lot of that money to the top, like imagine you took the extreme case where you just have a seven thousand runner field and winner takes all, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, like right. Just, gladi- like I'd be very happy
2: reporter. with like say they break the record this year, break the record. Maybe they get ten thousand. Maybe they hit that yeah. ten thousand mark for entries for the main event. Just keep it ten million to first. You don't yeah. have to. It doesn't have to go to twelve or thirteen. Yeah, just or 14, cap it at that. Right. Just just have it at that, and then just. Just ah uh, you know put the rest of that money throughout the throughout the rest of the um slots but. well
3: theoretically for them, like as a business, they want people to continually return to play this tournament mm-hmm. right so yeah. it makes more sense to have more people get rewarded for finishing right in the money in the tournament because it's more likely they will show up and play again. yeah
2: right, especially like all the, these satellite winners like you you know you 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 a win a satellite and then you just like somehow you find your way into like the top 100 or even like
3: the like you know 400s place and now you get like thirty
2: i i've just a- never thought about it but it
3: seems so wild that like for ninth is a million and first is 10 million dollars where you're basically getting chosen at an ft for all of intents and purposes
1: well kind of i mean sure there's, there's skill, edged, skill but like you know what i'm saying especially in a field like this where the final table can potentially be softer um it's crazy but yeah i, I mean like I, I think about it my second deepest run ever in the main event was a couple years ago and i went like deep into day 5 or like midway through day 5. I don't even know what I cashed for. It was so meaningless. Like 60. I, I finished like 212. No, I think I cashed for like 37 or 40. Really? Yeah. When like I
2: that. I cashed for like I think 50 55,000 when I my best finish was like 143 in the same like yeah. day 5, like midway day through yeah, day I 5. Yeah, I played
1: 3 days of TV table. And uh like it was a great experience they but like monetarily for- speaking, like it was I made more in my full tilt patches in 2010 than I did for actually cashing in that event uh, in 2021 or Man, whatever. Man, I
3: heard they just gave away money for these patches.
1: I I got sixty thousand for 60, for one single day of TV coverage. Sixty? Sixty, yeah. So the deal was Brian Hart uh, hurts. The deal was ten k for you got ten k if you got um. TV coverage yeah. on an outer table, 30K if you got uh, coverage on a secondary feature, feature, and 50K if you got the feature. Really? So I busted on the feature. Mm. Uh, I started on an outer, and I got coverage because I beat Rocky in a big pot. Oh, So yeah. I got 10K for that. And then we got moved to the feature, uh, where I ultimately ended up busting. I got 50, 50K for that. But I, I, I had zero coverage up until that day, which was day seven, I think.
3: How much money did they have? <laughs>
1: Infinite, it's bro. so much and I signed full tilt, which was the worst deal. The people who got stars were yeah. getting were getting way better deal. Well, it was it was comparable prior to the final table, mm-hmm. but at the final table, full tilt did an escalating deal where you got like you know 100k for ninth, yeah, all yeah. the way up to, to a million, million for if you first. Want it, yeah, and you <laughs> so this is
3: sa- more ICM if you're full tilt patch.
2: Yeah, yeah, and
1: and you got signed as a red. <laughs> ICM pro.
2: wasn't a thing back then,
1: man. Correct. Uh, and you got signed as a red pro whenever you finished first. Uh, but for stars, you just got like auto signed as a pro if you final tabled, and they just gave you like you know infinite uh, for for being a, a pro. You just got the contract or whatever.
3: What a world! What a world! Bring that world back. Mm-hmm. How do we get it back? I think it's gone. Come
0: back! <laughs> I
1: think it's gone.
0: No, come back. Honestly, nah, we just need legislation.
1: It. it uh, I really don't think that's going to help. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. How do you I figure? Just,
0: because I, I
1: don't think that. I mean, these guys were making money hand over fist, and the marketing dollars were were driving everything. Uh, with legislation, I don't think that suddenly there's going to be uh, such a massive influx of free money, right? Like, look at DraftKings and FanDuel, for example. Uh, I think they're the best example. Uh, they're in a regulated market or they operate in the regulated space uh, across the country. And yeah, they have more ad dollars than we've seen in the gambling industry in quite some time. Um, but I, I promise you, it's nothing compared to what we saw in the early 2000s in poker. Yeah. Uh, or at least like not inflation adjusted and, and all other things like market adjusted, right? If you look at the poker market in 2003 compared to the gambling or the sports betting market now, Poker was probably like one one thousandth of the size, and the marketing budgets might be comparable or slightly skewed towards online poker in 2003, right? So like that's an idea of how much fucking money was being pumped into this industry for the better part of a decade. Uh, it, it was truly, truly endless, and it was you know <laughs> a great time to be alive. Everybody was just trying to win a tournament to get signed to a site. Yeah, that's it makes all sense. All it took that is all it took man you win a tournament that was televised you're signed Mm -hmm. who's the next young white guy from middle america (laughs) that's gonna win a wpt event that we can make a pro Mm -hmm. and that was literally rinse and repeat for a decade
3: yeah now it's gone
1: yeah i was grinding 510 like an idiot (laughs) (laughs) idiot
3: I mean, you got to play the uh, heads up invitational versus someone that called you a scammer.
1: I did. That that went pretty well. I did. I did not get to play the actual heads up invitational, which was uh, formerly an NBC NBC heads up invitational. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a 10K buy in, which back then I thought was like so big. I remember when Mercier got invited, I was like, Mm -hmm. dude,
0: playing a 10K versus legends.
1: Meanwhile, for him, it was like a fucking Tuesday.
0: (laughs) Didn't Shannon Elizabeth play that? Probably. Maybe.
1: I was yeah, in an elevator.
2: there are always a mix of celebrities in there.
1: I was in an elevator once, and I worked up some dream scenario in my head where we lived happily ever after.
2: <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> I think everybody out. had that. I didn't even introduce mm-hmm.
1: myself. Such a coward. I played with her in a if you're of out there. Yeah, it was. It <laughs> was not too cool. late.
2: Same, same thing. <laughs> <laughs> had, that, had that dream scenario that just yeah. never manifested. She just immediately
1: became Nadia. <laughs> Lana <laughs> has no fucking <laughs> no idea. idea, not, not, so no bad. idea no, what flip. we're talking about.
3: I don't remember Shannon Elizabeth. I
2: do uh, remember American
1: Nada. Pie. You never saw American Pie. You know
3: he was born that that he,
2: the same year that movie came out. Yeah,
1: I was born the same year as Star Wars. I fucking saw it. You haven't seen Jurassic Park, you bitch. <laughs> that's fair. Wow, <laughs> that's fair. Damn.
3: No, he was being mean. Now he saw. It. He's like, oh, <laughs> you haven't seen it. He
1: said, oh, you haven't seen this? Yeah, I haven't seen Jurassic. Park. All right, he's then. Right. He's he's not wrong. Yeah, drink have, your you, water. You, have you seen it?
3: Uh, in passing. <laughs> Burke, I bet there's a lot that's of... That's
2: beside the point. <laughs> I bet there's a lot of cult classic comedies from 1982 that you have not seen. You
1: know what movie I have seen? Be careful. <laughs> I'm much more prone to having seen cult classic comedies than actual classic films. Maybe that's From true. that time yeah. frame. I have yeah. seen Pulp Fiction. Okay. Mighty Pythons. A, all the Mighty
3: Pythons. Yeah. I've seen one of those.
1: Stripes. Mm-hmm. Spaceballs. Caddyshack. 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 Yeah. Fast time, it, I, I've, Ridgemont. I've seen Fast Times I mean I would call that a classic More than a cult classic I think
0: uh, uh, Fast Times originally Ridgemont has definitely
1: I feel like it fell in that collective Of like the 16 candles like, Okay that's, that's you, fair You know what I mean Yeah. Very similar to what happened in the 90s With uh, Can't Hardly Wait 10, 10 Things I Hate About You like, teen, Not Another Teen Movie Yeah yeah exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Every, every, oh. every, every, every I love uh, Can't Hardly Wait You ever see Can't Hardly Wait Oh what a movie, oh, bro! Oh man, Jennifer, what a movie. Love Jennifer,
3: love Hewitt. God. I don't even know the words that are coming out of your mouth.
1: Mm. <laughs> oh, Why man. are you messing with my flavor? Seth Green was incredible <laughs> in that movie, and I don't think anybody's so ever said good. that about a performance by Seth Green. He was in, great in the history of uh, well, outside of Family Guy. He's really yeah. good on Family Guy. Um, let's all right. Let's let's get into the shits. <laughs> I, I need to I need to address this uh, tweet that. Uh, I put out a few days ago because my mentions are absolutely flooded with uh, people wanting to pitchfork me. Um, first, I, I want to clear things up if it's if it's not completely understood. Like I like Jonathan, I, I, I respect what he does as, as a coach. I think he's one of the best at uh, creating bitter, beginner content and introducing people to you know the game of poker through the lens of studying. Um, so this wasn't like some sort of personal attack. I just thought it was a complete shit take and that's very fine. Like we're all entitled to having some shit takes. I've had plenty Same. and people don't hesitate <laughs> in calling them out. You know, it's just like, hmm. uh, we're, we're, we're going to miss the mark every now and again when we're tweeting consistently, especially when we're doing it, uh, in this instance with, you know his brand and his sight and mind, where he's he's kind of marketing to his uh his, his collective audience.
3: Yeah, I mean, let me just quickly. Uh, I mean, I had the whole take with jungle 1.3 seemed like a lot, and mm-hmm. then like call it mixed game guys like Sean, Aria, whatever. They're like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of reasonable. It's like not that much. Like it seems decent yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, okay, I guess I just had like a bad take. You know. Yeah. Sometimes you're just wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even
3: though even though 1.3 to 50k sounds like a lot because
1: it is, but jungle really fucking good. Yeah, and I mean, like, you know, maybe I could have just, like, let this one slide and not... <laughs> nah, come on. Not call it out. But the problem the problem that I have is that it embodies this whole hustle culture bullshit that, like, I'm so... I, I don't know. I'm I mean, so put off by... you're not against work. You're not against... No, of course not. Of course not. I'm just so put off by, like, selling the dream and uh, framing it in a way of, like, you just don't try hard enough.
3: It's reductive. It's I, reductive to how... Much work it takes.
1: I I think it's reductive, and I also just like I personally think that it's very dishonest. So for the record, the the original tweet was: most of you can become big winners in poker. However, your lack of discipline is holding you back. Here are some key habits you must implement to build discipline and excel as a poker player. And it's like, okay. Uh, first of all, Jonathan responded very eloquently and just basically said, I'll, I'll be a little more mindful of my wording in the future. It's got five hundred thousand impressions. Yeah. Oh my god um but the thing is is like uh, okay so he said he'll be more mindful of his his wording in the future or whatever but it's like oh this is a marketing tweet like let's be clear yeah, of
3: course it's engagement right? farming yeah
1: it's engagement farming so which is fine so you got <laughs> you got some engagement out of it now let's discuss uh <laughs> right. and i think everybody thinks that my issue was him basically framing it as anybody can become a big winner and uh it, it's not the big part that bothers me Although I do think that that's very disingenuous. Like, uh, big winners are hard to fucking come by in this industry. Extremely and, hard to come by. But basically, he said that what he meant by big was relative to whatever stakes they were playing. Yeah, I was so, going to say,
2: because that's kind of subjective, right? When you just say big winner,
1: like, what's right. does that really? So, mean? like, a one two player winning, you know, uh, a, a couple thousand dollars on average uh, would be considered big. And it's like, yeah, okay, that's Like,
3: right. monthly?
1: Sure. Weekly? Who knows? <laughs> that's the thing. It's like I—I I feel very—I I, I feel like, where like are it's we very. With fa- this, buddy. Yeah, I feel like it's very unfair to use something uh, ambiguous that could just be only interpreted as big meaning large, and then like walk it back and saying like, "Well, big's relative." You know, if you play penny stakes and you win dollars, that's big.
2: Yeah, I mean, if you win. $30,000 a year playing 1 2. That's big, right? It's 150 big, or it's 1,500 totally, big blinds. Totally
1: agree. And I, I think that that's a very reasonable place to start because uh, I would also agree that that qualifies in this instance. What I'm pushing back on is the amount of people that are doing that. And I think that it's very disingenuous to imply that anybody could do that. Like anybody who tries and puts the work in could just show up and win. 30 to 50,000 playing yeah. small Well states. It's
2: a, it's a zero sum game, so it's, everybody can't win.
1: <laughs> right? Right. Like,
2: it, it, right.
3: When you say, mo- if, right, theoretically, most of you can be big winners and there's seven big winners in the game. Well, there's not going to be seven big winners anymore.
1: Yeah, that's, that's why I said this is utter nonsense because most people cannot win, period. It's a tough game. It, it's, well, it's a tough game, but it's also it's not even a zero sum, it's a negative sum. The rake right. is 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 taking from you, and yeah. especially at the low stakes. Right when you that, exactly when you frame it as this message is going out to low stakes players, it's like okay, I hate to be the the bearer of bad news here, but very few of you are ever going to beat the rake, no you matter mean, how hard you work and no matter how good you
0: get.
3: It's not even bearer of bad news. It's just you being the truth sayer. Yeah. It's not bad news. It just is.
0: Right. Sadly, it, it, I. I I definitely drink this Kool-Aid when I saw his tweet I was like man this makes a <laughs> lot of sense I was like this this resonates with me but then the more I thought about it and maybe this is a bad take but is this the equivalent of like Carl Lewis tweeting you know what the only thing from stopping you and being like a world-class sprinter is just putting in the work and dedicating yourself to this craft and it's like well no, oh, you also have to have you know, fast twitch muscles. Right. and you got to be an athlete.
1: Uh, and the thing is, is like maybe it's not that extreme, but maybe it's like Carl Lewis tweeting out saying, like the only thing stopping you from winning a race is trying. <laughs> and it's like, well, no, that's not what stopped me from winning a race. What stopped me from winning a race is that I'm not fast. <laughs> right, and, and why do we
3: accept that so easily for physical things, but for mental things, that's out the window?
1: Because it seems more like a meritocracy whenever we're talking about. Uh, mental aptitude yeah Yeah. but the irony is that that i think it's the opposite i think most physical things are more of a meritocracy than uh things that require like great mental bandwidth and i only say that because physical restrictions are very obvious to us right i can't lift two tons yeah i know (laughs) i know that that's Mm -hmm. beyond comprehension so i would never put work into attempt to lift two tons. You're
3: going to start deadlifting
1: mm-hmm. cars. Right. I'm not going to
2: be able to throw 95 miles an hour no matter right.
1: what I do. Right, so I just like won't put work into that arena, right? But mm-hmm. And that's why I took so much issue with this because if somebody does say, well, in this industry, it's limitless.
3: The sky is the limit.
1: Right, if you just put in really, really, really hard work, it's a meritocracy. And the harder that you work, the more that you'll get in return. And by doing that, you could win big. But
2: isn't that more true in poker than it would be in like athletic athletic. yes right that's what i think like i i think like it it is more true that like the heart like because i mean (laughs) or is it just you believing it have you ever heard the term
1: (laughs) work work smart not hard yeah of course okay i think that is more applicable to to poker than anything else i think hard work and physical endeavors will get you very far well i I think i think smart work yeah in poker will get you very far. right
2: right but i think like um they're one in the same in this instance where it's like hard work means like doing what it takes to to you know to get to get to where you're studying the strategies understanding them and like doing what it takes to understand the strategy and then implement it i guess but maybe or maybe that, maybe those, what does maybe, that mean maybe right maybe you're right maybe like yeah you can study all you want but then implementation is uh comes more natural to some people than not, other not people. even just
1: implementation right take it back to the working part Whenever I ask you to go dig a ditch, your instructions are very clear. Mm-hmm. You can put in as much or as little effort into digging that ditch as you want, and your output will be directly reflective of that. Right. The ditch will get done faster or slower, deeper or shallower, depending upon how hard you work. Right. Whenever it comes to poker, I say, go get good. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Sure. And you're yeah. determined to get good. You are disciplined. You will do anything that it takes to get good. It's also abstract. That's the thing. As a community as a whole, we don't even have an agreement at the top level of what the what path takes, to getting yeah. good looks like. We
3: can't yeah. even say who like, the best top, like, top five is. Right. right? We know who's like, in the running
1: for. Maybe. maybe. Just maybe. Now, right? Like, look, if we look back 15 years and we say, like, who in 2008 did we consider the five best players in the world? They might not even be in existence right now. Right? They might have just like, figured something out for a short period of time. And that's I, these, these are the issues that I come up with or, or that I have against this thread, right? The call to action is develop these key habits. Like implying that poker is somehow as simple as developing some base discipline. Like an ABC list. Right, and then just executing in an habitual way. Like a muscle
2: memory type thing.
1: Right. It, yeah. I'm sorry, just like I have a lot of pushback against this messaging, right? And even when we look at the... The, the, the following thread, uh, there are some reasonable takes. Like he leads off with, you do not rise to the level of your goals, you fell to the level of your systems by James Clear, which I believe wholeheartedly in that quote. I think that that is the most applicable thing that you could ever say about poker. This is the best advice in the thread, and it's not even remotely close. Should have said this. The problem is, <laughs> there are seven more tweets that don't develop the system. Right? There's an original tweet that says you can win big implying like if you just develop the system, you can become a winner in this game too, but nowhere along the lines is there a call to action or advice on how to develop the system, right? It's just ways to like, I, I would, I would apply this thread to lifting weights, right? Track, track your progress, AKA take notes, mm-hmm. eliminate distractions, AKA put down your phone, right? Study, AKA learn the movements, uh, black or block out dedicated times to improve set time aside to get to the gym take a break don't play tired make sure you rest and recover right these things are all applicable to physical endeavors because it's just work in work out right the it's, it's, a, very it's clear a true cut. meritocracy it's
3: very clear cut as to how
1: you get to where you want to get to. correct it's a true meritocracy the work in equals output Sure, right? and
3: then people will be like, "Oh, genetics, whatever." But at the same time, it's like yeah. you will reach
1: your limitations, right? And, and when you start to look at like genetics and things like that, now you're talking about like outlier scenarios, one percenters, where it's like, okay, maybe you can't become a bodybuilder, maybe you can't become a professional athlete, but you'll get in better shape, you will see results. You apply these things to poker, they could just take you down a complete, not a rabbit hole of nonsense, right?
3: There's going to be a lot of trial and error and mental questioning as to if you're doing things in the right place, like the right way, anyways, right? Where am I getting? Right. Like, and variants too. Like, if you don't understand variants correctly, you might be doing everything you need to be doing and more and think that
1: you're the dumb one. Exactly. Or vice versa. Right? When it's positive variance, you may be- You're a genius. Exactly. Right? So, like, it's not that this advice is bad. I just think it's, like, very incomplete and very misleading with the messaging of, like, this is what it takes.
3: Kind of for the wrong industry.
1: Kind of just, like, yeah, I don't know, man. Like- I, I just don't like the hustle culture uh, tweets or, or messagings, right? Like, I love Goggins because his message is very clear. Like, you know.
3: Who's going to carry be, the boats?
1: Yeah, it, it's just <laughs> be a hardened individual who's willing to test yourself and get out there and do it day in and day out. But he's strictly talking about, you know, physical endeavors and pushing your, your mental boundaries, I guess, to, to what you can endure. But all of that's, like, very clear cut. It's basically just saying, like, don't be soft. Right. None of that applies to to intellectually advanced strategies. Developing strategies is fucking hard. If it wasn't, we'd all be working for the CIA and uh, you know, we'd all be
3: big winners in poker.
1: Yeah, we'd all be big winners in (laughs) poker. We'd all be developing tech companies, would all be doing these things that require deep level root cause analysis and uh highly strategic thinking, right? Like (laughs) <laughs> would be generals of, of the military or we would be you know the heads of
3: war games
1: yeah we, we'd be the heads of tech companies that, that are moving big pieces but like that shit is fucking hard and so is this game uh, and, and like one of the you know when I was kind of pushing back in the thread I, I, I was like um, you know do you think anybody is capable of uh, competing in a chess tournament hmm. and it's like well, the answer is obviously no, right? There's there's a barrier of entry. Yeah, you have to be a certain level in order to even compete. And is everybody in the world capable of that through sheer work? Probably not, mm. right? Maybe no. <laughs> maybe but I mean if they have like good rote memorization skills and they can, but that's you know, out,
3: that's outside of the exactly the, that's outside
1: it's, the norm. Right now, that's not everybody. Now you've disqualified people who don't have good rote memorization skills, right? You didn't, even,
3: you didn't even insult the guy. You just said it's a bad take. Why are you a bully? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you're not a bully. You just said this is a bad take because it is.
1: I, I mean, I was very dismissive with my language, right? Like, I certainly could have worded it differently. Yeah.
3: Could have been nicer.
1: I, I, yeah, of course. But, but nobody sees it if you just say, like, well, I or, if, if, I, if the tweet reads as, as this instead, while I respect what Jonathan does for the poker industry in introducing beginners to strategic content. I highly disagree with the, or I heavily disagree, disagree with the take that all it requires in order to win in this game is to put in the hard work. And then you make a tweet thread, and I've already scrolled away. Of course, and not only that, people still somehow read into the tone of that as uh, me being a dick. Well, yeah, so it's, like, it's if like I'm like gonna be dismissive, yeah, it's like if I'm gonna be dismissive, I'm gonna do it in four
0: words. I'm just gonna say this is nonsense.
3: Other <laughs> nonsense.
0: <laughs> yeah i think i like the second response more this is utter nonsense no the no, one where you're like eloquent and why? long-winded i don't know man eloquent it, just, and open-minded. it just seems mean i like jonathan I, yeah
1: <laughs> so do i i mean like this is not a personal attack this isn't a character assassination in any capacity this is just saying like this take is shit <laughs> it is it's a shit take it's okay i have so many shit yeah. takes we all do, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to be in this world where you're constantly putting content up on the internet, whether it's spoken or written, you're going to have a lot of shit takes. I'm going through your tweets now so I can quote tweet it and say this is other do nonsense. Often, <laughs> do you know how often like, we have comments in the YouTube channel where it's like, I got some small detail wrong, and like now all of a sudden the entire take is dismissed or whatever? It's like, yeah, yeah f- fine. Like, you're mm-hmm. not wrong. I-, I don't know, man. Like, I used to be very... uh What's the word I'm looking for? Diplomatic. Yeah, very diplomatic. I like about, Switzerland. Sure. Uh, I used to be incredibly diplomatic about how I worded things to ensure that I never ruffled any feathers. And all it led to was me getting shit. Like literally people just dumping on me over and over and over again where it, it just became this, why are you sticking your nose in when you don't even really take a stance uh, you know, you're speaking out of pocket. You're not an authority on these things, and it's because you use passive language,
3: right? You're you're fence sitting by using fence sitting language.
1: Yeah, if if you use this passive language where you're trying to kind of like skate over uh the the actual thing that you disagree with, and you try to fluff everything up everybody gets caught up in the distraction of the fluff
3: yeah so twitter message is missed it's like a bad place to try to go with nuance on twitter where if you just say strong disagree here's why right then you have to make a fucking tweet thread exactly where all you could do is say i disagree with this i'm going to talk about it more in in an open forum discussion like here
1: so over the last year that's uh, i mean i'll be very blunt about it. That's been my my social media strategy. And I, I told Daniel this when he texted me. He was like, you know, you were a little harsh in that take. And I You're was like, listen, mean. I understand I understand that uh, especially for those of us who have like had our takes torn down at points, it's easy to get like kind of miffed by certain language where it's like, well, that was rude. That was mean. You know what I mean? But we have to see the space for what it is in a bigger picture and like, look at other spaces for comparison's sake. We're all just in some regard, figureheads in an industry, right? And we don't always have to have civil conversations with one another in private over things that go out publicly. It's okay to just start a conversation for the public to engage in of, of agree, disagree, Type of stuff.
3: Sure. Like, this is, you're, he's allowed to tweet this stuff, and you can right. say, I disagree. Right.
1: And, and, and that's all it was. It wasn't a fuck you. It wasn't, I hate you. It wasn't, you're a bad person or anything along those lines. That's where I agree with everybody that that there's no place for that. Right. And you see some of that in, in some of the other spaces, like people go after Nadav every now and again and a, a few other thought leaders or whatever. And it's like, okay, whatever. Like, it is what it is. And it happens in our space every now and again too. But you can't conflate the two. Or, I mean, we shouldn't conflate the two, right? Uh, And I think that, like, whenever I was replying, I was like, listen, like, I understand what you're saying. And initially, I had typed out probably 200 characters of me disagreeing with this take and why. And then I realized, like, those tweets perform very poorly. It doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. And Mm -hmm. you still get the blowback. Like, people are still just going to hard disagree And that's fine. They're allowed to. But now I'm not accomplishing what I set out to do. So I was like, Twitter is for short, burst, hard-hitting things. Podcast is for nuance.
3: Yeah, I think Mm -hmm. it's so quick for people these days to, when you look at the tweet, your quote tweet of his thing, think that you're attacking him or you're just attacking the stance. It's just that ego shot of, oh, Matt's being a bully now that he like wants some stuff or has this like positive standing where
1: it's not. The amount of people who jumped in the thread and said, I can't believe you would call Jay Little a scammer. I know Were just insane to me I was like What on earth Did I even What did I even begin to say That implies that he's a scammer And the only thing that I can conclude Is that they all understood That it was a marketing tweet To begin with And they think that I'm trying to imply That because he has A poor take in a marketing tweet That he's no longer a competent Businessman or coach or, Or whatever the case may be Which is simply not true Just a bad take yeah, and in your opinion, some people are going right, to agree with yeah, it. Yeah, disagree right. with me, that's fine. Yeah, Let's have some discourse.
3: Yeah, there's Who no cares? There's no right wrong. Yeah, like, in that sense. I just also think that it's it not ain't a that great serious, take. bro. <laughs> I just also think it's not a great take, and like people will kind of say, "Oh, but I guess in my case, like I was going through the fucking chat." It's like, "Oh, like didn't land work hard." It's like, "Yeah, I worked hard, but I also know that I'm a survivor." right?
1: That Very, was the big thing I was trying variance to Positive worked
3: in my favor, you right. know? And even when stuff didn't work out, like when I was playing mid stakes, playing one, two online, I had a three month downswing where I broke even from a dollar standpoint, but was winning three big blinds per hundred over a hundred K hands at 200, where maybe if I just said, Oh, I'm done playing this game's too hard. I'm going to quit. Exactly. I would have mm-hmm. dropped out of poker, but I didn't want to do that. So I stayed and stayed, persevered in whatever that means in that instance right yeah and i i think it's also
2: like uh you know you don't want to not to be like to confuse people but like to um say that not to work like not saying don't work hard or you're like saying like, like right you
1: you this is you, a good point you
2: do have to work hard to be successful in ev- anything you do right. right so it's it's not about like oh yeah working hard is is not is not the issue right because like, no. so yeah i don't i don't know like i think i think that's you're that, right. That, that was a big a message that was lost. Right.
1: The, the big correlation I see is that both life and poker have a lot of similarities in the sense that they're not true meritocracies. Variance plays a heavy hand or variance ha- has a heavy hand in outcomes, right? But over the aggregate and over the long run, that variance gets kind of leveled out a bit. And it's, it, it looks a little more like a meritocracy. Yeah. So, of course... In order to succeed, you have to try. Right. You have to do all the hard things. Mm-hmm. But what I'm trying to say is don't, don't let your arrogance get ahead of yourself and believe that if you do all of those things, it results in what you're ach- set out to achieve. Because right. the, the fact of the matter issue. is if you take two people who put in the exact same amount of work and have the exact same qualifications and all like identical to a T – they can have two very different outcomes. Mm-hmm. Two very different yeah, paths. I think like,
2: you, you actually, like, you kind of like live this, right, with baseball. Yeah. Because like, you, you worked so hard, you tried as hard as you could, that all you wanted to do was be a professional baseball player. And you did everything you possibly could to put yourself in that position. But at the end of the day, not every single person who works as hard as they can is, is going to be in the show. And, 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 same, and, right. In the same and instance, it's the same thing here. There are people that are right. super talented right. and don't work hard and right. still make the league. Right. Every,
3: every, well... Yeah.
2: But, no, it's
1: but, 100% true. It's true. Yeah.
3: Some people just like show up, are genetically gifted, and right. just like bang, don't, don't 95. Yeah.
1: That is true. Right. No right. problem. Right. Yeah. You're but, always going to have outliers and mm-hmm. you're always going to have mm-hmm. people that, uh, you know, fall dead smack in the middle of the bell curve mm-hmm. and drift one way or the other right. because of variance.
2: Right. But if you want to be the best poker player you can be, then you work as hard as you possibly can. And then wherever, you're, wherever you fall, you fall. But like, it's, it's, right. but it's, it's not like it's, you work as hard as you can, and then, you, then you're then you just Justin Bonomo. I think there's or you just, work as uh, hard as you can, and you just fail. There's like, just you, a lack of right.
3: clear like mental clarity when it comes to a game of variance, where people think there's more in their control than there actually is. You can control working hard. You can control studying hard. You can control putting in volume. Exactly. Right? Especially in a game like, call it cash, which is more consistent online. You have a win rate of X over a million hands. You're going to see your win rate. You play MTTs for 2,000 games. You could be a X winning player and just lose. But for some reason, we don't want to accept that. Why?
1: Well, that's the other thing. You know, we're talking about like winning big or whatever. If we were able to quantify this in what average win rates look like, and say uh, instead of like you two could win big, uh, say you two could win three big blinds per hundred, or you two could win five big blinds per hour. Uh, if 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 we were quantifying that as the ceiling, or you know, maybe uh, the aggregate or the average response, something along those lines, right? Uh, it doesn't hit. People don't look at that and go like, oh my God, that's the best that I can do with a lot mm-hmm. of hard work. Yeah, That's not going to incentivize me. But more to Brian's point, uh, to, to be abundantly clear, this was not a pushback against the notion that hard work and discipline yields results. Right. It was a pushback against the notion of not acknowledging that every single one of us that has had a long, bustling poker career is full and riddled with survivorship bias.
3: Yeah, good example. When you mm-hmm. went broke, you could just quit poker and sure. said you didn't and you sure. stayed. People got quite lucky.
1: I think one of the best examples is somebody like Jason Kuhn, who self-admittedly will say that he was just kind of like relying on, resting on his laurels for a decade plus, where he was just always trying to figure it out, relying on intuition, et cetera, et cetera. And then he fell into the right group, got a hold of the best study tools out there, was given direction. Was given, you know, a, a, a clear path to follow to getting better, and now he's one of the best players in the world. Yep. Notice the difference there. It's not that he wasn't working hard before. His his work ethic did not change. His discipline certainly did not change. I told you one of the most impactful things that has ever been said to me by any one of my peers was in 2012 or 2011. Uh, I like bagged chip lead of day one, or, or sorry, sorry, I was like chip leader of day one in a 1K event, and I punted it all off to bust off of like 30 bigs with like 10 hands to go. And I saw Jason at the table next to me, he had like six big blinds. So I bust, I think I rejammed deuces for like 30. Nice. Bust, can't be there, you know, because I just had 200 blinds a few minutes ago, and I'm over it. It was okay. No, it was terrible. <laughs> uh, Jason bags like, you know, dust, literal crumbs. Two days later, Hanks makes that final table, and I go, Sweat him. Lo and behold, Jason's fucking there. Mm -hmm. Like, how on earth are you at this final table? You had five big blinds on day one with like no hands left to play for the night. Like, I busted with like three hands to play in the night. And he goes, You just have to have the heart, bro. And it's because he was that fucking disciplined. But it wasn't disciplined to any sort of system, it wasn't disciplined to any sort of. You know, comprehension of how the game truly worked at a mathematical level, or anything along those lines. He was just fucking disciplined to what he felt was right in the moment, and he did okay. He was a good pro. He wasn't Jason Kuhn Now he's the he's literally on the short list of one of the five best players in the world now.
3: Yeah. It's funny. Like one of the podcasts that I heard when I was in college, before I dropped out that made me want to take poker super seriously was a podcast that Joey did with Jason, where Jason basically said, yeah, working hard, super important. Discipline, super important. Don't take things for granted and realize if you put enough work, you'll probably end up being successful if you stick with it. Not, oh, if you do all these things, like you're definitely going to succeed. But if you allow yourself the chance to succeed, it's going to happen more likely than not.
1: Right. And that's, that's, to to put a bow on this, that's my biggest problem with the thread, right? Because two things could have happened, using Jason as the example. Number one, he could have never found that path, right? And he could have continued to beat his head against the wall, like a million other grinders that we all know and love have been doing for two decades. Hoping I had him on the podcast, but anyways, <laughs> why? Why do you do
3: this? I'm I'm sorry. <laughs> uh,
1: he could have continued to beat his head against the wall for many decades, like a bunch of grinders that we all know. And never gotten anywhere, right? And his work ethic and his discipline would have never changed. It would have been wholeheartedly invested in this game. But he would have just been capped based off of the lack of uh, system in place to get better, right? Well,
3: he'd need more variance to go his way.
1: Correct. Or he could realize that he's beating his head against the wall, realize that there's no path forward, and quit. Both of those things occur. He's He's not Jason Kuhn as we know him. He's just out of the game, right? Or he's some shit reg that we don't we just mentioned in passing as a guy who's been around forever and doesn't have results. Well, that's most people that have been around for a while. Exactly. They don't lack discipline. They don't lack work. That's not what's up. stopping them from being big winners. They show up every fucking day. What's stopping them is knowledge. Knowledge is what it takes to be a big winner in this game. Knowledge and the ability to execute on that knowledge. And I hate to break it to the audience, but it's a small percentage of you guys and that's okay that's okay you don't have to play this game to be the next jason Kuhn or to even be the alpha in your 2-5 game right the goal is just to continually get better and better and better and unlock more principles to game theory and how this game works day after day after day that will seep into your everyday life especially if you're not playing for a profession right Mm -hmm. and that's truly what it means to win big in this instance in my opinion
3: yeah, win rate doesn't have to prove that right if you're just like having a good time getting better getting smarter learning new things like you're winning yeah sometimes it just you have to pay a little bit more for it that's
1: right <laughs> all right that's gonna do it for us we're gonna be back again tomorrow 10 30 a.m i gotta get to the bellagio they got a seat waiting for me uh before we go huge r.i.p to the man stan saverin pittsburgh oh, legend no
2: i didn't i didn't
1: know recently passed uh, was a big part of pittsburgh uh, sports uh standing guy they 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 were the they were pittsburgh they were, were, the pittsburgh, they yeah. were pittsburgh sports that's right yeah they were the ones uh, so huge loss today for yinzers uh, abroad big shout out to him we'll see you guys tomorrow at 10:30 a.m. See peace